0: Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stock Ridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. We're starting a series today called Better Together. Because we need each other. Amen, everybody? You know, um, when I begin to talk to the people in law enforcement, they tell me that the greatest punishment of an inmate that that needs to be disciplined is to put them in solitary confinement, isolation, get them away from everybody else. They tell us, they have told me that when a person that they hate that more than anything else because of not talking to anybody or being around anybody for a period of time is the worst punishment a person can have. And it is feared by all. There's a reason for that because we need each other. We were created to be together. The Bible tells us in Romans 12, 4 and 5, It says this, just as there are many parts to our body, so it is with Christ's body. We are all part of it, and it takes every one of us to make it complete. For we each have different work to do, so we belong to who, everybody? We belong to each other, and each other needs all the other. Amen? Look at me just a second. Look at me, everybody look. at I need you. I need you. And you need me. We need each other. We were created to be together. I want to talk to you today. I want to give you three things that I want to share with you is why we need each other. I hope to, I hope to break this spirit of... A feeling of isolation that I need to just be by myself. I hope to break that spirit today because you will never be fully alive as long as your goal is to be by yourself. Now, I'm not talking about married people or single people right now. You understand that, right? So anyways, if you're single here, I'm not trying to tell you it's time to pop the question, all right? (laughs) Especially if you're not dating anybody. Hey, I'll just go get somebody today. No, no, no. The first thing I would like to tell you is that we need each other. Number one is this. I need others to walk with me. I need others to walk with me. The Bible tells us in Colossians 2 and 6. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so what everybody? Walk Walk in him. Walk in him. The Bible often compares our life to a walk. Many people will express their spiritual journey by saying, my walk. They talk about their walk, that we're walking with Christ. And you're to never walk by yourself. There's a proverb that I read, an old Zambian proverb. It says this, when you run along, you run fast. But when you run together, you run far. Amen, everybody? Amen. Life, is, life is not a 50-yard dash. It's amazing to me when I was running the Peachtree Road Race the first time, I, I didn't know what, to, uh, what it would be like. I'd never done it. And so I ne- didn't present a time. So I was way in the back. And, and I was around all these people. We were packed in together all tight, you know, and it was like you could barely, I didn't know how this was going to work. And there was people, I was just, I was sizing up the competition back then. And I was looking at all the people around me and some people looked fit and some people didn't look so fit. And so when we got to the start line and, uh, and we took off, you know, we crossed the start line and, and those people that didn't look so fit, I mean, everybody, they took off sprinting. I thought, oh my goodness, I'm going to get left here. <laughs> I knew I couldn't run 6.2 miles at that pace. And these were people, I'm like, man, they look like they had never run their life. And they're sprinting. And they ran about 50 feet and they stopped. And they started walking. <laughs> See, life is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Amen, Amen everybody? Amen. I love an analogy I want to share with you. You know, it's, it's the fall of the year. You notice the leaves starting to fall a little bit. Fall starting to come. It's going to start cooling off soon. Praise God. But what I've noticed in the fall is that, you know, the geese start flying. And those geese, when they fly, you notice how they fly in that V formation. And they fly that way because the, the, ge- the geese in the front are, are, are working hard. And as the, those in the front are flapping their wings, they're creating a lift that the ones in the back. They don't have to work as hard. And so the great thing about what geese have learned is is that the ones in the front will rotate to the back so they can sort of rest a little bit. They realize that they can fly much farther together. And it's also amazing how the geese, you always hear them honking when they go over. That's how we know they're coming. They're honking. And scientists have told us that the reason they do this is they're encouraging each other. You can do it. You can make it. Let's keep going. Let's keep flying. They're honking to encourage each other. And we need some people in our lives that can encourage us. Amen? Yeah. And we can fly farther together. You will never go as high in life as you can go by yourself. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And you will never go as far as you want to go in life by yourself. We need each other. And I want to encourage you to begin to think about that in your life. That Look what the Bible says in Genesis 2 and 18. It says, The Lord God said, It is not good for man to be what? not good for man to be what? Alone. Alone. He's talking about, when he looked down at Adam, he said this. He said, I will make him a helper that's suitable for him. God looked at all of his creation. Now think about this. God created everything. He created the world. He created it. And he looked down at everything he made, everything he made. He looked at that and said, man, this is good. This is good. He looked at all the animals, looked at the, at the universe. He looked at the stars, he looked, everything. He looked, man, this is good. I did good. I am good God Almighty. Okay, never mind. But he looked at Adam. He said, this is not so good. I can do better than that. So he made a woman. You're welcome, ladies. <laughs> but he looked at Adam, and he said, You know, he's alone. He needs somebody. That's the only thing God looked at and said it wasn't good he created was. He seen that Adam was alone. We need each other, everybody. We need each other. You were not created to do life alone. And when you set out to do life alone and say, I'm going to make it myself, I don't need anybody, you're going to collapse, and your world will come tumbling down at some point. Oh, you may think you're doing okay right now, but something's going to happen. Amen, everybody? And you're going to need somebody around you. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, the Bible says it this way. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward what, everybody? Love and good deeds. What what good can I do today? We just can't get away from that. Everywhere you go in the Bible, there it is. It's right in your face. I'm to spur you. I am to encourage you and spur you on to get you to do good. Did you see that? That's your role. Your role in my life is that. Is it you're to encourage me to spur me on to do good? That's your That's your role. Don't encourage me to do bad. I don't need any encouragement in that area. <laughs> and neither do you, right? Amen. He goes on and says, <clears throat> Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, and let us not give up, what, everybody? Meeting together. Meeting together. <laughs> as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another all the more as you see the day approaching. What is he talking about? He's talking about the day that Jesus is going to return. And listen, you would have to be living under a rock to realize that this thing is speeding up toward the end of time. Yeah. And so the more that we see that coming, the more we need, the church people need to come together. We need to meet together. The greatest gift that you can give anybody, you know, I love it when people send a card. That's wonderful when they send a text message to encourage somebody. But the greatest gift that you can give anybody is your presence. Amen. 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 I try to tell Rhonda all the time, this is your present. (laughs) You know what she says? Return to sender. (laughs) Kimmo, that was a good one right there. <laughs> we need each other. We need to go out of our way to be with each other. Did you hear that? Everything's calling for our time. Everything wants us. And our schedule of the book, you know, like, oh, we got to do this, this, and this, this. But listen, if you're too busy to be with God's family, you're too busy. Because you're going to need us, and I'm going to need you. It's going to happen. The Bible says this in First Peter 4, 9. Open up your homes to each other without what, everybody? Please. You know what he's saying? If, you're, if you don't want to have anybody in your house because it's dirty, clean it up. <laughs> That's what he's saying. Matter of fact, some of you need to go home and say, we're going to be biblical today. We're going to go home. We're going to clean the house up so we can have some people over. Amen. <laughs> Woo, I'm, yes, I feel the anointing now. Dude. I heard may amens out there. I want to ask you to. Chessie and I, Pastor Chessie and I, have written a book. Look at this book. Look how thin it is. <laughs> Some of you got happy that I know. I said, man, we got a thin book. Because we want you to read it. We've written a book called Thanks Living. This is something that God gave both of us for you. And so we're going to do a series in October off of this book. And we're going to read it together. It is very thin. (laughs) We're not doing videos this time because we wrote this so that you could read it together as a group. So you could read it. You know, you go home, you read a chapter, you come back to your group and you talk about it. And we're going to provide questions for you. And so we're asking you to help us. There's people that want to come together, but we just ask you, would you be willing to maybe host a group? What is a group? It's, it's, you know, two or three, four, five, six, seven, eight people that come together to learn. And it's a chance for you to meet people. So if you say, Pastor Jeff, I would be willing to consider hosting a group. If you would be willing to do that, open up your home, to host a group. Or if you say, Pastor Jeff, I'll be glad to host a group at Starbucks. Wherever you want to do it, please would you just check it on the back of your connection card because God wants to use you in a mighty way. And so if you just oh check that box, I'm willing to open up my home or meet someone like at a park or at Starbucks or whatever, uh, then please check that box so we can get the information to you. Okay. So first of all, we said that, you know, I, I need others to walk with me. The second thing I want to tell you why we is, I need others to work with me. Just work with me, somebody. Amen? Amen. Work with me. The Bible says God puts you on earth to do certain things. There are certain things that you are to accomplish. You have assignment. Remember when Jesus died on the cross, he said, it is finished. In other words, I did everything that God sent me to do. He didn't solve every problem in the world, but he did what God called him to do and sent him to do. He died for our sins. Amen. Amen. And so when you get to heaven, I don't know about you, but when I walk in the door, when I go through the gates of heaven and God meets me, I want to say, it is finished. I did everything that you wanted me to do. It's finished. And I want you to be able to say that. And in order for me to finish my task, I've got to have you. In order for you to finish your task, you've got to have me. We've got to have each other in order to finish what God wants us to do. The Bible says it this way, Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's what, everybody? That's right, God made this. You need to tell somebody, said this is God's right here design. If you don't like it, take it up with God. Now, I've got to tell you, when I get to heaven, I'm not going to look just like this. You know I'm going to have a lot of hair, and I'm going to be singing like an angel. <laughs> he goes on and says this. Look, for we are God's workmanship, creating Christ Jesus to do what, everybody? Good there it is again. What's the question we're asking? What good, what good can I do today? You can't go far and all in the Bible. It is just right there. To do good works what God prepared in advance for us to do. Anytime that you use your talents and abilities to help somebody, there's a, there's a word for that, and it's called ministry. You were, you were made for ministry. Now, that doesn't make you a pastor, but it makes you a minister. Amen? Did you understand that? A minister is another word for serving other people. And you're never going to be happy serving only you. Happiness does not come by serving you and being served by others. Happiness comes when you serve other people because it feels good to do good. Amen, everybody? You were created by God for a purpose to do good. And when you do good for other people in the name of Jesus, you feel good about yourself. You want a a greater self-esteem? Then stop focusing on what you can do for you. You know what? You can only do so much plastic surgery, people. (laughs) Botox won't go but so far. Matter of fact, I had surgery on my ear a week ago, and they had to cut my face and had to, you know, do a, a skin graft, and he pulled my face tight on this side. I said, Doc. Well, can you do something with the other side? <laughs> he said, I, I said, just cut the ugly away. He said, I'm not that talented. <laughs> I said, shut up. I'm going home. <laughs> Understand that. You know, the reason that a lot of us are exhausted and so tired is because we're trying to do too much on our own. Amen, everybody? It's our pride that says, I got this, I got this, I got this. No, no, you don't have this, but we got this. Amen? Amen? And we need each other. We need each other. Ecclesiastes 4 and 12 says this. I love the message paraphrase. By yourself, you're unprotected. With a friend, you can face the worst. Can you round up a third a three-stranded core rope isn't easily snapped. Working together matters. We need somebody in our life working with us. We need others in our lives. It's amazing. I read this one time that a horse could pull 6,000 pounds by itself. You know, I always got a little concerned when I was eating those horse and buggies. Like, I was like, man, that's too much for that horse. But... It can pull over 6,000 pounds. So if one horse can pull 6,000 pounds, then how much can two horses pull? you good. How much? But you're wrong because two horses can pull 18,000 pounds. Isn't that amazing? It doesn't just double, it almost triples what they can do when they're working together. And when you and I are working together, it's amazing what we can do together. It's not what I can do by myself and not what you can do by yourself, but when we come together and work together, when we meet together to grow together, and especially when you get the Holy Spirit of God in the middle of us, because where two or three come together in my name, he says, I'm in the midst. It's what the Holy Spirit can do that we cannot do. All of a sudden, we become a mighty army, and we become a mighty force in the world because together we are better. Amen? Amen. We're better together. That's why the devil would do everything he can to try to divide the church, and he thought through the pandemic that he had destroyed the church because we couldn't come together, but guess what? He was wrong, and look at us right now. We're back together stronger than ever. Why? Because the gates of hell would not prevail against the church. Mm-mm-mm. Together. It, it's amazing to me, like, in, you know, again, it's the fall of the year, and the question is, will we have any snow days this year? Already hearing that. Oh, what's the weather going to be like in the wintertime? You know, in most parts of the country, they see a snowflake, and it doesn't really do a whole lot. But here in Georgia, all the weatherman's got to say there might be a snow, and, the, and we will go and buy all the bread and all the milk we can and just wipe the shelves out, amen? What's wrong with us? And 90% of the time, they don't get it right. And we got all this bread and milk, it's gonna ruin. Why just bread and milk anyways, you know? But one snowflake can't really... It can't really, it doesn't really do any harm, but but you take those snowflakes when they stick together, and man, they can stop traffic, can't they? They can shut everything down when they stick together, and it's amazing what, when the church quits trying to be individuals, and say, well, I'll just worship over here by myself, and I, I don't need you, and you, you, know, you just stay in your place, and I'll stay in my place. No, no, no. God has never called the church to stay in her. He's called us to come together. And when we come together, when we come together, when we meet together, we love together, and we serve together, and we share together, when we're together, we're a mighty force, and the gates of heaven, the devil gets really scared when we come together, amen? You see, the devil's tool is division. God's tool is unity. Because when we're united in him, we are a powerful force. I think that's right. Powerful force. That's what I was trying to say. When we come together, you know, this church, you know, we have over 2,000 people that are connected to our church. We have 200,000 people in our, over 200,000 people in our community. Now, I by myself cannot change this community. But I think if we would all be like those snowflakes that would come together that, and, and stick together and work together, I think we could change some things around here. Amen, everybody? I think when the church comes together and we quit fighting each other and start fighting the real enemy, the devil, amen, and we come together and the way that we fight evil is we do good. When we come together and we do good and we we share with each other, we care for each other, and we realize that we are a family of God together. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter my background. We're together in Jesus Christ. Amen, everybody? And when we come together, we can change things. If we get over 2,000 people going out and asking the question every day, what good can I do today? And that I'm going to love you no matter what. That Biblical love is doing good for you no matter how I feel. If we live in love every day and we walk in love and we do good every day, we're going to change things. Amen? It's together. It's together that we make this difference. It's together. And so maybe... If you've not signed up yet, we have a Serve Saturday coming up next Saturday. We're gonna be working at one of our schools. We're gonna do a prayer on the square, and we're going to be uh, serving at the food pantry. Why don't you do good? And it's amazing when you do good together. There's some of you that I only know because we serve together. It's amazing when we got a shovel in our hand and we're serving together, what great conversation we can have. It's serving together. The third thing I would share with you is this, number three, is why do I need somebody else? Why do we need each other? Is I need others to watch out for me in life. Amen. I need somebody that's got my back spiritually. Please have my back. If you ever see me out here and my fly is open, please stop me. Please. I know it's a little embarrassing to tell the pastor that he's got, you know, needs a zip up. But please, I would rather you say that out here than me come out here and stand and say, how y'all doing? <laughs> and every one of you, I know you. You'll be going. If you see me and I got a little boogie. I, I mean, seriously, be my friend. Don't let me come up here. Oh, all those thousand people watching online, they watching that. They don't see me. They see that. Please. We all need somebody watching our back, don't we? Isn't that what friends do? Be my friends. And I'll be yours. How about that? I say, you know, I don't know how to say this to you, but you need to zip up. If you're a lady, I'll send one of our st- one of our other ladies over to talk to you. How about that? Look what the Bible says, Philippians 2 and 4. Each of you should lo- look out. Uh, each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Let me tell you why. You have a personal enemy. It's the devil. You have a personal enemy. It's the devil, Satan. He doesn't like you. He hates your guts. He wants to take you down. And he's not walking around and he doesn't go, boom! I'm here. I'm the devil. He doesn't do that at all. He's not walking around with a pitchfork. He's your enemy to the devil. He's a spiritual enemy. The Bible says it this way. 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy. Notice that. Your great enemy. The devil... Who prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to what everybody? And that's you and me. He's after us. He's after us. Stand firm against him. How? Be strong in your faith. Be strong in your faith. Remember that your Christian brothers and sisters all over the world are going through the same kind of suffering. That you are. It's amazing to me that we see this over and over in the animal kingdom. You will see this lion or lioness. They, they go to a herd, but they look for the one that's vulnerable. The one that's weak. The one that is strayed away from the pack. They don't go after the pack. They, they, they jump out, and when they, they, they'll see which one was stray from the pack. And they go after the one that strays from the pack because they're, they're so vulnerable when they get by themselves. And every time, let me tell you something, when you start going through stuff and you start having a difficult time, the one thing the devil will tell you, don't go to church, don't go to group, don't get around those people, just stay by yourself because he knows if he can get you away from the pack, he's got you, baby. He's going to take you down. And that's why we need each other more when we're going through stuff than any other time in our lives, amen? I hear people all the time say, "Well, you know, I'm having a problem in my marriage right now, so you haven't seen me, Pastor." Or I, you know what? Or I've just been going through something financially, so you haven't seen me, Pastor. You know, when well, my family's been struggling with this, so you haven't seen me, Pastor. My child's been going through this, so you haven't seen me. We've just been going through a lot, so we haven't been. You need to get your tail here, then, Amen. I, I, I can't say that firm enough. You need it then. You need I don't care if you have to drag yourself in the door. You better get in the door. Why? Because the devil is after you and you need the body of Christ to protect you. When you don't feel like it, you just drag yourself. You do whatever you got to do. Because when you get in the body of Christ, it's amazing how that spirit of heaviness leads. Why? Because the Holy Spirit of God begins to move in you and me. We need each other. I need you to fight for me. I need you to fight for me. I need you to fight for me. And when I walk among you, it's amazing how you do that. It's amazing. It's amazing. The Bible, you go ahead and all stand with me. Come on. Look at this last verse. Jesus made this promise. Matthew 16, 18. Look what he says. Jesus said, I will build my what, everybody? By myself, I'm not the church. By yourself, you're not the church. It's when we're together in Christ. Amen? I became, I am the church because I'm a part of the body of Christ And he said look what happens I will build my church people that stick together The church is not this building everybody You and I are the church and we're the family of God. Amen We are the fact you're my brothers and my sisters. That's who you are We are Christians Brothers and sisters in Christ, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen? When we stick together and we come together and we begin to build our lives together, there is no force in hell that can take us down. There is no force in hell that can take us down because we're together. It's the church, everybody, that's going to last. Listen, countries come and go. We've seen this throughout history. Countries rise and fall, but the church is still here over 2,000 years. You can't kill the church, amen? You can't kill the church. You can't kill the church. Today, I know that some of you standing here and many of you that are watching online you're not a part of the church because you, you've not accepted Jesus in your life and you're still trying to do life all by yourself. The way you become a part of the church is you ask Jesus to save you. Amen, everybody? Well, would you just bow your heads with me and let me just pray that prayer? If you, want to be, if you want Jesus to be your Savior and you want to be a part of the church, just pray this prayer. Matter of fact, since for the body, let's just all pray it out loud today. Repeat after me, everybody. Everybody in the room, please. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you. I need you to save me. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me of all wrong. I accept that I am forgiven. Thank you, Jesus for saving me. Amen. Come on, let's give God a hand everybody. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just wanna say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's sccview.net and click the Give tab. We wanna thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.